scared. What, scared of what? Of everything. Success. Love. You say you love being out on that mound. Why would you ever settle for cutting grass? Now, wait a second. Who's scared? Okay, I can't control my career. You can. If you love architecture so much, why are you willing to settle for the life your daddy set up for you? What do you want me to do? How am I going to afford grad school, Badway? How am I going to go back and be an architect if my dad won't pay for grad school for me? What do you want me to do? Get student loans? Fill out a FAFSA? What am I supposed to do? What am I going to do? Get a scholarship? I, I don't. I can't get grants. I can't get that. You see the house that we live in on this on the water here. I don't get good grades. My dad paid off the teacher. I can't get a scholarship. Uh, he he's in with Lori Laughlin. They're in the, <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the missions pyramid scheme. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Tenley Parish is uh, definitely not the one that understands how student loans work. I mean, come on! How, how are we gonna how are we gonna go to school here? What's she gonna do? How, how does anyone go to school? Yeah. How, how is it possible? She can't well, become an architect. Well, her dad is such a savvy businessman that he taught her long ago that taking out student loans is a sucker's job. <laughs> Only suckers take out student loans because you're paying forever, and it's not worth it. Hey, you know what? The other thing that I can't understand is why would why would an architecture degree be something that this guy looks down upon? It's not like some random like degree. What, like what he, you- she could actually make money. What are you doing, Tenley? You drawing pictures? Is that what you want this family to look look at you for? You want to embarrass I, this family by drawing pictures for a living? I can't wait. You know, it's Father's Day weekend. Can't wait to get into the bad father <laughs> section here. But anyway, welcome back. It's episode 82, 82 of the Last Row Podcast. If you're looking for our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Welcome back, Bad Way, on welcome Twitter back. at the Last Row Pod. <laughs> Facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod. Spotify, head out to Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, please leave a five-star review. Head out to Podchaser, do the same. Welcome back, Badway. It's been a while. Yeah, man. Shout out to Chris at Pro Wrestling Repackage. Is that the Yeah, Pro Wrestling yeah, Repackage. Right? For filling in for me yesterday. Yeah, I was, um, you know, holed up in uh, some kind of uh, cell by Terry Silver, but I'm back now. <laughs> Systematically ruined <laughs> his life. He's back. He's just, back. Just because he wanted to. That's how he rolls. And, and I guess now now we're on like an opposite schedule here. So the listeners get us on different weeks. Isn't that we weird? Isn't that weird? It's like, you know, it's a good change up. It's a good I'm going to mess up. up all the dates, but, yeah. you know, it's good to be back. It's good yeah. to be back. Yeah, let's get right back into it. So we're talking about Summer Catch Drew, baseball classic, 2001 romantic comedy slash baseball movie. Is, is this really a baseball movie or is it a romantic comedy or is it both? And how much baseball needs to be in a baseball so, movie to consider it a yeah. baseball movie? I feel like all, like, I would say 97% of all baseball movies are, like, romantic comedies yeah. disguised as baseball Trouble movies. with the curve. Yeah. I, I think if there's, like, 20% baseball in your movie, you're allowed to call it a baseball yeah. movie. It's, it centers around yeah. baseball. There's baseball yeah. being played. Yes. It's like his Die Hard a Christmas movie. Well, kind of. Yeah. Just because there's Christmas all around it. It's true. It's true. Don't yeah. want to open old wounds here. Yeah. So, like, is the Sandlot a baseball movie? They don't play a lot of baseball in the Sandlot. A lot, like half the movie is them trying to get an object from the dog. I think it's an amateur baseball movie. So, it's, <laughs> but professionals. it's but it's clearly a baseball movie, even though less baseball is played in that movie than there is in Summer Catch. That's true. Yeah, it, it has a baseball component. It's a yeah. baseball component movie. Yeah, baseball is a pastime. Is a feeling. And That's it true. works, you know, in real life as it does in movies as well. Anyways, 
directed by Michael Tolin or Toyin. Toyin. <laughs> Medellin. IMDb 5.1 out of 10. That's about that's, right. That's about right. Rotten Tomatoes 8%. That's out of too low. Come 100, on. 100. Probably too low. 8%. That's a bit much. It's, this is not a good movie, yeah. but 8%. Come on. Yeah. Metacritic 21%. Yeah, too low. But, that's too low. Possibly fair. Uh, <laughs> before we get into uh, the synopsis here, Michael Toyin, Drew. Do you know? Do you know who this guy is? I don't know anything about him. You have a good background on directors. You don't know anything about him, but he shaped your future, Drew. Did he? First of all, right after this, he directed Radio, which is great. Movie. Oh man, Give I never saw that actually. But did you know that he was the creator and executive producer of a show called All That? Are you kidding me? On Nickelodeon. He no, made all that. I did not know that. <laughs> and also Keenan and Kill. I did not know all that. So this I guy is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I like this guy already. But I could tell maybe he's better suited for television. That's what I'll say. Yeah. And I'll tell you, he executive produced the following TV shows. One Tree Hill. Oh, man. Which makes sense considering this movie. Teen, teen drama, Coming yeah. of Age Tale. Smallville. All right. Executive produced Smallville. Uh, have you ever seen Arliss? Yeah, it's I know an what HBO that is. show. Robert Wool, he's a super agent. Yeah. He did, he did Arliss. He executive produced a large quantity of episodes of the 30 for 30 ESPN series. That's interesting. And he executive produced a little game called Slam Ball. Are you kidding me? Do you remember me? Slam Ball? That's the one Tra- with the trampolines? Tramp- trampoline basketball. Yo, yeah, that's he, like a death he was, trap. He was in on that production, Drew. Imagine, look, I roll my ankle when I play regular basketball. <laughs> Imagine me trying <laughs> Could you imagine trying to play slam ball? Like, uh, imagine you, you step just, in the corner of where the trampoline oh is. Just picturing your ankle snap, jumping <laughs> on trampoline. That would be me. Yeah. I would be bro- both ankles broken. Yep. So yeah, this guy has a really down the middle like take on both sports and teen drama. So it's like the it's a perfect guy for this movie. Better suited for television. Yeah. So, uh, Summer Catch, a coming-of-age romantic comedy set against the backdrop of the Cape Cod Baseball League. CCBL? Local local boy, B-O-Y, Ryan Dune, or Dunn, if you're dirty, now a pitcher for Boston (laughs) College, meets... That's not right. Why are you giving me fake stuff, Drew? He's not now... Now a pitcher for Boston College. He's not a pitcher for Boston College. He quit Boston College because his mom's dead. She died. And I also copied this like three weeks ago when we were originally <laughs> planning this, so I didn't proofread it. Well, his mom was alive back then. Now she's That's dead. true. Meets Tenley Parrish, <laughs> the daughter of a wealthy couple who's... <laughs> Is that too harsh? Before Cobra Kai. <laughs> Before we did Cobra Kai. <laughs> Lots happened since I was on the show. <laughs> Don't don't you miss Chris? Don't you miss him? He's a lot a lot less controversial, you know. He's better at this than I am. Uh, Chris, the we do- need you back, man. Yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. We won't get us uh, canceled if if, yeah. Chris, if Chris is back. Uh, the daughter of a wealthy couple who summer on the Cape. Have you ever summered anywhere, Drew? No, I've summered in my home. Maybe like I don't yeah, know. Have you summered count. anywhere? Because yeah. that's like you're gone for the whole summer, mm-hmm. right? It's like a yeah. camp thing. Yeah, yeah. My my family did not uh, have the means to summer anywhere. I had to fill out a FAFSA, man. I yeah. can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be going we're both, summering. We're both about that FAFSA life. <laughs> Ryan and Tenley fall in love, much the chagrin of their families, <laughs> while Ryan clings to one last hope of being discovered and signed to a pro baseball contract i'm sorry for the train wreck that was that that 
situation there. <laughs> well, you know, the Boston College thing threw me off and then I just ruined it. So it's fine. No problem at all. We've had worse synopses. Synopsi. Yeah. No, that was, there was a clear mistake in the synopsis and I apologize to everyone. But it's funny. I told Drew before we even hit record that he writes the synopsis or he copy pastes them from websites. Right. And I will read whatever he writes, like Anchorman, like like Will Ferrell, Anchorman. I'm gonna test this someday. He could he could write the most the dumbest thing, and I'll read it and not even realize it <laughs> until until after I say it. And this was unintentional too this yeah. time, so yeah. we'll see. We'll have to see. It, it goes. It proves that I watched the movie, Drew, because I knew that he got kicked out of Boston College. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't play for them anymore. What was but, the other school he was at? Framingham State. Framingham State. Is that a real? That's a real college, right? It's a real college, but he, he got into a fight with a teammate. I presume that he made a joke about his dead mom. I thought he was going to Boris College or something, you know? No, Boris. some fake college like Duke. I don't know. Duke? <laughs> should you tell her or should I? <laughs> <laughs> was this actually filmed in Cape Cod? Because it didn't. No. I, I can't tell. I found out that this was actually filmed in North Carolina, Drew. The uh, the director apparently did like a tour of Cape Cod and shot some B-roll, some shots. Very specifically, I remember a shot of the uh, Chatham uh, candy store that I actually went into and bought dark chocolate uh dark chocolate malt balls ah. from that from that very store. It was 4.95 for a little pouch, very overpriced. <laughs> But they were good. But they were good. Was it worth four ninety five? Sure. Why not? You're on vacation. What are you going to yeah. do? You might, you yeah. might as well. Yeah. You might as well. But that's interesting yeah. because, so this guy went and filmed B-roll, but then they faked it. And this gets into yeah. the budget in a second. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to start with the budget. Let's just jump to that. I'll go back so, to the taglines in a second. So we, we won't get back to that later. Good. Okay, let's go. We're not going to get to that later. Hashtag, we won't get to that later. Budget, $34 million. <laughs> now, let me tell you, I looked this up. We looked this up before the show. Most of these types of movies, these romantic comedies, these coming-of-age tales, these whatever-type movies, right? Baseball movies. Now, I didn't look up baseball movies. These whatever movies. $34 million. Yeah. Where the hell was the executive producer on this and the accounting department that let these people (laughs) spend $34 million? Like, did they faithfully recreate the stadium of the Chatham A's in yes. North Carolina? Yes, they did. I'll they, tell you, they, they, they that's absolutely did. what they did. <laughs> like, did None they the, take yeah. it to the grass blade, so, like the individual grass blade? So Veterans Field is a very like famous landmark in Chatham in Cape Cod. You know, it's like a very famous, like, you know, little nice little stadium. There's not much to it, but it's a nice baseball field. So they recreated it for the movie, but it wasn't literally Veterans Field. So... I imagine that factored into the budget. They created a whole baseball field. They, I don't know, they made the town to seem like Cape Cod. Probably a lot of those mansion rentals probably ran up the bill a little bit. You know, there's got to be a lot of reasons why. Yeah. And I I would imagine that filming in Cape Cod was probably more expensive, which is why they did it in North Carolina. But I don't know. It seemed like an over-budget movie, right? 34 mil. I mean, come on, look. So we looked this up. Can't hardly wait. 10 million. I looked up She's All That. There's all kinds of swanky places they're partying at. They did a freaking high school synchronized dance with Cisco. Wasn't Cisco in that? Or <laughs> somebody, that. right? Or it was a Fat Boy Slim or whatever. I don't know. I don't know who the hell was in it, but they this movie made twenty million. I mean, it, it like cratered the budget. Yeah. And had they spent ten, they could have come away and so, said, you know what, we made a little bit of money here. Let's call it a success. This is so a failure. How, how much money does it take to like put all these like guys through like baseball training camp and like teach these guys how to look like 
real baseball players. But did you know? they need to? Did they even need to? You teach have them? to. You have to make the guys look legit because I can spot a fake pitcher a mile away. I mean, I thought Freddie Prinze Jr. had a pretty good windup. That's what know, I was going to ask for an amateur. Did he look good enough? And Van Lemer? I and mean, Van Lemer too. Yeah, I thought they looked realistic. I really I don't did. Know. Like what? I just don't understand what they spent the money on. Like, did they True. start a lawn care business? Like, they like they got the funding for it. <laughs> yeah, they actually had. They actually started it. It's up. like they started the, pre-profits. The, the, the yeah. Dunn family lawn care. You know, and you know how like a business takes losses the first X amount of years. Yeah. It's like that's what this was. They wrote it off. Yeah. Ten million. They yeah. lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous to me. I mean, come on. Yeah. It made twenty nineteen point seven no. million dollars. So I don't know. Maybe there was like extensive reshoots. Maybe there was there was there was over time. Like I thought that the sports scenes were like varsity blues level of good for baseball. They were which, good. Which, by the way, this guy, uh, what's his name again? I forgot it already. Michael Tolin. Medellin. Michael Medellin. Michael Tolin. <laughs> he uh, he executive produced varsity blues too. Man, so this there guy. You go. This guy's like the Spielberg yeah. of production or, here. I don't know something. if he executive produced it, but he produced it. He, he has a he credit was a, on it He was somewhere. a producer. He was a producer. So he, he kind of had, there's the same idea there, scene-wise. Like, I thought the sports scenes were pretty good. So they, like, they were good. That probably factors into the budget as well. I, I still, but outside of that, like, how much are you going to, 30, I, I can't even. There's no good way to say it. They, they screwed up, Drew. They, 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 they spent too much money. They should have had an eye on too this much money. thing. Let me this tell movie, you. This movie would have made money had they, you know, spent what they were supposed to spend because there's nothing to it. Like how much could possibly the fire scene of the snack shop have of cost? They like, could have used a little that's miniature. Like the, that's like the biggest action set they have. What what else did they do in this movie? They were the in a bar. They're in bars. And then they're in, they're in the Oasis. They're in the dad's home. They're in that's Tenley's it. mansion. That's it. That's it. Swimming pool. They had the party. Maybe (laughs) they had an actual party. I mean, the the other thing, not to harp on this, but maybe it was the star power in this because they had Brittany Murphy. She was riding hot in 2001. Mm -hmm. Freddie Prince Jr. was just coming off a bunch of movies. Mm -hmm. Maybe Matthew Lillard. They had like some pretty big names. No, no, they weren't that Fred Ward straight off of Tremors 6. Like whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you got to get Fred Ward from Tremors 6. He's the everyman father, you know, the guy from X-Men, the like corrupt senator. Like, come on. He's the crazy dad from uh, from Road Trip too. That's true. He he pulls (laughs) the gun. He pulls the pulls the the gun out He's got at, a gun. At, the, at the student commons oh my god like, i'm sorry to harp on this we're like 20 yeah. minutes in and i'm still talking about 34 million yeah, i just can't four, get over it it's 4 a.m on father's day what, let, do you, let, what, what do you want us to do let, let me go back to the tagline hashtag we'll get to that later we got to it later <laughs> two really weak ones in my opinion it's like the weakest we've had first one are you game lame i saw the lame. poster it had that literally on the poster are Terrible. you game yeah. lame and then here's lame. here's one baseball is a sport Loves the game for Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. Like they use their real names. I yeah, don't think that's good that's, in there. That seems fan-made. That doesn't even seem like a real thing that that's, someone someone who was paid to do this yeah. did. That seems like the one that that you would put, like when you have the, the movie trailer guy say that mm-hmm. in the in the voice, the menacing voice. That's that's the one mm-hmm. that they have. But both of those are weak. So let, let's jump into the movie. And before we before we start talking about the characters and stuff, you're the you're like the foremost expert on Cape Cod right now. Oh, sure. And the Chathamays, because not only do you have a shirt of the Chathamays, sure, you've been to Cape Cod twice, and I've never and, been there. And I know you a just lot about, got back, and I know a lot about baseball, so this is like right yeah. up my alley here. This is like you're going to have to school me on Cape Cod, the Chathamays, baseball, all this stuff, and Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. too. Like, what what was it like up there? You just got back. Do you feel so like you're I, yeah. more inclined to talk about this movie? I just summered in the Cape, Drew. So you were summering, I, so you I, lied I, to I, me. I knew my family never summered. You know. 
You so, suffered so alone. What what little what, what you don't know about me is that my my family had a, had a you know a very very um, embarrassing lawn business, Drew. <laughs> That I just couldn't get over, even though they made a ton of money in this lawn business, I was yeah. embarrassed. I was embarrassed by them. Like, so it's it's just absurd to me because that lawn because care businesses yeah. is like depressing. Like because we could make ne- a lot yeah. of money because we could never summer. So I was very embarrassed by it. So I had to make my own money so I could summer. In the Cape you summer. You just got back from summering. Yeah. How was so, your yeah. trip? So yeah, I just got back from Cape Cod. Went on a vacation with some friends. I visited these towns that they you know the Dennis. Did you go to Hyannis? And I, I was I was in Hyannis. I was in uh, what's the other one? Yarmouth. Yarmouth. Last year we were we actually stayed in Yarmouth. This year there we stayed go. in Chatham. So right. you know I've been to these cities. Did you I've go to the there. field? Uh, last year I did. Not this year. I think I saw the field. We didn't really visit it. There's not a lot going on. Did the movie do a faithful recreation of it? Does sure. It look like what it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely did. And like you couldn't tell that this movie wasn't shot in the Cape. I thought they did a pretty good, accurate representation. And again, they they, they spliced in some B roll all throughout to like. You know, get the cheap fake shots to make to make it seem real. Tell me about the feel of the town, right? So you've been there multiple times now. Yeah, this movie has a very specific feel, and this team seems to have a very significant place in the town. Whether it's you know the fact that they're this this summer league baseball team, it seems like it's just ingrained. Like the way that the movie plays it up is like they've got all these people. They're rooting for it like we would, like the Phillies minor league team yeah. or the Iron Pigs. It was like very, like very much part of the town. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there, yeah, there's shops with like paraphernalia all over the place. Chatamay's this, Chatamay's that. Get your hat, get your shirt, get your whatever. Less so in the other towns. Like there's like it's the Cape Cod League. It's not just Chatham. It's like all these other cities have their teams and they all like play each other. But I never got the sense that these other teams like I didn't see any Hyannis gear, for example. I didn't see any Yarmouth gear. Great names. You know, it's great names. So, yeah, Chatham, I don't for whatever reason, they seem to love their team there. I, I don't know why. I don't know how. But, yeah, it seems to be part of the town. I'll, I'll ask you this, like, because I'm not a big baseball fan. I, I know casual baseball. So this is not a minor league team. It's not associated with any team. It's a summer league. So this is where, and and tell me if I'm wrong, players come to this from college, it seems like, and they're trying to get noticed. Yeah, it's college. And it's also like post high school. I don't, I I feel like it might be uh, invitational. I don't, that might be how it works. I don't think it's like they sign up for it because you have to be good enough. So where it's, you kind of go, you don't get paid, but it's a good place to get noticed by teams by scouts to potentially sign you to a major league deal. And they come from all over the place. Like, you know, they, in the movie, for example, they say, oh, the catcher, Billy Brubaker, came from USC. Van Lemer, the hotshot, was drafted by the Dodgers, was offered $2 million, but he didn't like the signing bonus. So we told him to hold off, and I'm going to go prove myself down here or whatever. How much money more was he really going to make pitching in a summer league? Yeah, like he no, turned down like $2 million. This guy was like, Complete idiot, in my guys, opinion. Yeah, guys just up his own ass, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and like all these guys come from different places, and this I'm pretty sure it's invitational. And it's a very individual team, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that, that was going to be my question to you, because the way that the minor leagues work, it seems that they're actually trying to win. They're competitive, yeah. right? Yeah, is even, this a competitive league, like, or is it just individual stats kind of yeah. like... well? It's super competitive, but it's everybody trying to make the majors. So it's like everyone trying to get signed. So in a way, it's like selfish. Does it make you it know? more competitive because and of com- that? Yeah, and it's competitive with each other. 
Yeah. Like like the competition between Van Lemer and Dunn is real. Only like Van Van Lemer is a dick about it and Dunn is very like humble. But I don't I guess I don't understand why that matters because they're both pitchers and and this is my ignorance of baseball, right? But like yeah, I guess the scouts are there, but what does it matter if they're both good? Nah, Van Lemer needs to shine, baby. He needs to shine. But if if there's this kid Ryan Dunn who's also pitching lights out, it makes Van Lemer seem like, oh, well, you know, if we don't have Van Lemer, maybe we could put an offer in for Dunn. That kind of thing. Do you think you know? this movie was missing the hijinks? Like Van Lemer trying to like sabotage him, like more so than <laughs> what happened, you know? Like like putting X-Lax in his like water yeah, well, and stuff like that. I mean, that would that would be cause for a villain scale situation. Yeah. And he just never quite got to that level. I mean, you know? he did burn down the clubhouse. So yeah. that's, that's, but pretty... that was not, that was not to the detriment of Ryan Dunn. It, it was nefarious. I well, mean, it was, well, it was, it was, it was, vil- it was villainous to the entire city of Chatham, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and, and, and the, yeah. uh, the, the family, the parish family there that was yeah. made him look like fools. Yeah. But let me talk about this other thing. Cause it's maybe a stupid question, but maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll tell you if it's a stupid question. I'll so tell you he, your face. he's also a lawn a lawn care person, right? But he was mm-hmm. also mowing, and he looked like he was mowing the hell out of that baseball field. He knew how to do stripes, <laughs> yeah. so he was striping the hell out of that lawn, and and it looked awesome. Is there is there like this is going to sound stupid, but is there like mowing minor leagues, <laughs> like groundskeeping? You know, like you do this, and then yeah. hey, you prove yourself enough so that you go and you move up to like an actual <laughs> minor team, and so, the same thing with like. The, the snack people in the stands, like you can really like toss oh, yeah. people beers like in the majors. So, How does that work? So yeah, your question is both stupid and brilliant. It can be both <laughs> things, Drew. I really, I, I want to know the answer. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with you 100% that there should be levels. Like just like umpires, we could do it for grounds crew. We could do it yeah. for for game attendance as well. Ball boys, bat boys, bat girls. Yeah, you start off here in the COD League. You gotta prove and if, yourself. If you do it well enough, you know what, kid? You mow a hell of a lawn. Why don't you come down to Clearwater and mow for the fills? Yeah. Well, because yeah. think about it. Like, what other kind of lawn? Like, it's specialized lawn yeah. mowing. It's not like, like you're going to go mow someone's like home like, lawn like, like that. Like, if the mound on on Veterans Field is like just pristine looking yeah. all day, all year Get long, noticed. someone's got to notice that. Hey, man, you want to you want to you want to dirt that mound and yeah. the pros, son? Step up, man. Yeah. Step your game up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and same thing with even the other stuff. Like, I don't know. And I want to know. And this is also dumb, but like, what's Dennehy do, Brian Dennehy? Because like, <laughs> does he actually have to manage this team? Because man. he gives a couple of crappy pep talks, to be honest. But he looks like he's straight out of like you know a high school team or like it's some minor like i don't know kids league it's a thankless job man like he he's probably getting paid <laughs> i don't know 10 grand total <laughs> for the season like what the hell is it's he doing? gotta it's gotta be his second or third job I- <laughs> these guys he, he's trying to win but like these guys don't care about they the final care. score they worry about their stats <laughs> that's all they care about because they're trying to get they're trying to get signed they don't Do care about the wins a good manager like was he good as as good as he could as good as he could be, man. I'll tell you what he's not good at is filling out that uniform, man. Yeah. How ridiculous is it for a guy of his size and age to be walking around in pajamas, Drew? 
we talked about it. I think I forgot what movie we did. Maybe yeah. it was Rookie of the Year yeah. or, or or even Angels in the Outfield. It's like Danny Glover. Yeah, like, it was I'm just Danny imagining. Glover. Like you think about, I'm thinking about real baseball, right? Like like somebody like Charlie Manuel. Yeah. Like he's like a 75 year old man wearing pajamas. You know the, the 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 huge gut. You know I'm not I'm not disparaging <laughs> anybody with huge guts, but like. It's not flattering to wear a baseball uniform when you're that when you're that heavy, man. He needs like the Andy Reid Hawaiian shirts yeah. to like hide, like to hide. There's, it, no, you know? there's nowhere to hide the gunt, man. It's like it's just there. <laughs> well, that's why he put that's, that's why he put that, that jacket on. It's like in the middle yeah. in the heat of summer. The windbreaker, the windbreaker in the middle of summer. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason why he's wearing it. <laughs> Yep. Oh my God. Let's let's talk a little bit about some of the players. I don't want to go into detail, but like you mentioned, Van Lemer. This is this like ace hotshot guy. Great, great name. Van Lemer. He looks straight out of two thousand one with the yeah. flames on his glove. Mm-hmm. He's got the bleached like tips, but the yep. the weird hairband the, thing and it's like, sticking up in the sky. It's he's he's the the jerk of the team. You got Billy Brubaker played perfectly by Matthew Lillard. Great baseball is, name too. A goofy catcher that can't hit at all until mm-hmm. he gets over his performance but he's anxiety. Like the, he's the team clown. Everybody likes him. How? Like I asked you this before, but like, how long can he go, like hitless? Because I don't know how long it was, but they were making things it was about a, it. Storyline. It was a storyline in the movie. Yeah, catcher's a defenses a defensive first position. So you're allowed to not be a great hitter if you're a great defensive catcher. And like you're a partner with the pitchers, like you're calling the games, calling the balls and strikes. But no, you can't hit zero forever, Drew. Eventually, you're going to have to snap out of it. And I think he was on the cusp. I feel like the game was realistic enough to like when he finally started to snap out of the slump, which, by the way, was when he met Dee Mulligan. Yeah. The slump buster. Yeah. That's in, more, in more ways than one, you know? Yeah. I mean, not to not to go there, but... Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the beer, the beer pour move, the beer, yeah. the beer piss thing. You yeah, know? it's very, very, very gross. Inappropriate. Very gross, you yeah. know, you don't want to drink a beer from someone's it's, legs. It's such a small town hick girl thing to do, right? <laughs> Look at this trick I can do. It's not a trick at all. It's just yeah. holding holding a beer bottle with your knees. Hey, you know, and just dumping like, it on a guy's face. She <laughs> wants to like, know what it's like to pee standing up. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 penis envy. Yeah, it is. It's penis envy. <laughs> and then you got. Miles, who I don't even know what position he plays. That did they say center field because he, he he commented that he, that he uh he oh likes, yeah he, he likes all the he, and he likes all the players butts yeah that's right that's He's right like, oh, Ryan Dunn great great dumper he great goes butt. he called it a dumper and then you got Mickey Dominguez who's played by Wilder Valderrama Fez, I don't know what man. position he was I don't even know it's probably it was like shortstop or something uh, or yeah I think he was base? second he was a second baseman he was a second baseman I yeah, thought he was, was infield something. Val- Valderrama Rama back then, man. He was he was hot off the fez, man. Let's let's talk about this town because and, and the town, right? So I want to also also ask you something else about this. What is it like? You mentioned it as invite only or something like that to get to this this thing. I think this, it is. I'm this not is 2001. Sure. It makes sense, right? It mm-hmm. makes sense. But they treated this like it was some type of foreign exchange student thing yeah, where man. they had house parents and. There was like a place you stay. You had sponsored families. Is that a thing here? Yeah, I feel like movie? I, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to speculate here that if it's invite only, then the team I'm assuming like will put you up. That's what and, I thought. And there and there are probably like volunteers to like yeah sure we'll 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 bring the kid in and give him a place to sleep and give him give him something to eat to, for like the betterment of the town. I don't know if it's a tourist thing or something. 
what I didn't really understand was, was it the town loves the team so much that they're going to put the players I, up? Like, yeah, I didn't I don't get know. it. We probably sound like total amateurs for someone who's listening and actually knows the answer to this well, question. If, this if is pure you know, speculation. Write in to me because yeah. I have no yeah. idea. The last road podcast yeah. at gmail.com. Please yeah. send us an email because I, I have no idea. I, I don't know how this like baseball team makes money or I don't know why they care about winning or whatever. Snack <laughs> sales. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all about snack sales. But yeah, I like to think that it's an invitation only and the, the players are not paying much money. It's basically a summer of like honing your craft. And the town gets something out of it as well, or, or the league, I should say. How many how many bags of peanuts and flavor <laughs> ice pops do you have to sell in that snack shack for like a dollar to actually make it up to be able to know. do the bread? So maybe they have the interns. Maybe, hey man, maybe that's why their their lawn is so clean. He's doing it for free because he's got to try to get on the team. Maybe that's mm. why they kept him around. Maybe that's why he got his shot. They, they knew he was going to clean the lawn up real yeah. nice because they can't pay for it. It's yeah, crazy. And speaking of house parents, what about uh, what about uh, the return of our creep hall of shame? Oh, our, uh, man. our our house our house parent of of the year here, Beverly D'Angelo, dude. You know, I'm finally glad that we're not relegating just creeps to being guys because you could be a creep on either side here. Oh my and gosh! Wow, that was a creep. Call the cops, man! Like for real. That was like borderline assault, yeah. and it was like a coming of age thing for him. But holy crap, <laughs> creep hall of shame. He's like he's on his he's he's in bed reading the Bible, and she's like <laughs> sed, she's seducing him. Definitely induction into the creep hall of shame. So we got a lot of the baseball out of the way from this quote baseball movie. But let's talk a little bit more about Ryan Dunn, just as a person and his background, right? He he lives with his dad. You mentioned earlier his mom died. She's like, died. I think relatively she's dead. She re- relatively, like recently, I think it was, mm-hmm. clearly affects his dad, who we'll get to in a second. What was this guy's college career like? You mentioned he flamed out. He went to multiple colleges. Like, yeah. you know, not necessarily because he was like a bad player. It was because he got into a fight. Yeah, so I guess this guy's just a head case, you know what I mean? He's just can't put it all together, lets the bad innings affect him, lets his personal life affect him. So clearly his mom was sick. I think they said she had cancer, I believe. Was that affecting him maybe? I don't so, know. So yeah, it was affecting him. And then when she died, he couldn't like put it together. And that's understandable. So, But in the long run, if you want to become a baseball player and if you want that to be your career, you got to put that aside. And you have to like move yep. forward. You know, yeah, and he he just like the rest of his family, it seems, just is a hard time moving forward from the loss. What do you think about his relationship with his with his? We'll get to his dad, but his brother, because it seemed like his brother, who's working at this bar, was a baseball player himself. Seemed mm-hmm. like he couldn't quote cut it. Couldn't hack Same it with his dad. It seems like his family has this chip on their shoulder, like they're just not good enough. You know, do you think that they are jealous? It's, it certainly seems like it because yeah, he has a the lot brother, of talent. The brother's definitely jealous. Like, they're, I guess they allude to the fact that Dunn, that Ryan, has more talent than they ever had. It's certainly that the brother ever had, but he's wasting it. So I don't know if the brother's just mad at him for wasting the talent. He, he does have that big speech at the end of the movie. But also, it's like, why is he a dick towards him? Yeah, I don't understand it. It's yeah. like he's extra mean, it feels yeah. like. And they, they kind of make a point to, like, put him down. Yeah. Over and like, over. How many how many times has did Freddie Prince just walk out of that bar angry in this yeah. movie? I mean like every scene was him angrily storming out of the oasis. That's true. Great name for a bar, mm. by the way. Yeah. Great name. Mm. But it, it, so he's he's cutting lawns and he's trying to make it in the pros. 
his dad is always telling him like, make sure you get your lawns done. Doesn't matter if you, you pitch a no hitter, like did you this, get your lawns done. Like, this that's dad all he cares about. He eats, sleeps, drinks, and shits lawns. I yeah. swear to God. <laughs> He's just you got could be, a passion, you could be talking to him about anything and his response will be, yeah, well, the Connolly lawn needs to get yeah. done. I'm mean, worried about those azaleas. He's a business owner, man. He's got to yeah. he's got to look what's what's best for his business in the bottom he's line. Just, See, that's he, I don't get it. He's just trying to move on, man, one step at a time. Exactly, one, one, one lawn at a time. He's trying to move on from from this tragedy. I I don't know where to put this, but let's mention it here. We mentioned he hooked up with Brittany Murphy's character. It's kind of weird, right? Because his best friend's sister mm-hmm. that, that, is is that character. What's up with that? Yeah. And it seems Is that like, a violation. It seems like the friend, like he didn't for care. lack of a better term, pimps her out to people. Yeah, it was pretty and, bad. And, and it's not that she's like she's totally into it, but it's like it's weird that he's like matchmaker for her. Yes. Isn't that odd? It was very odd because yeah. he hooks her up with Billy Brewbreaker later. Yeah. And pimp, pimp is the wrong word. It's matchmaker is the word. Well, yeah. and and the the thing is right when. So she clearly must, they must know about her because she steals all the guy's underwear. And they she, knew the yeah. second he mm-hmm. had the underwear, oh, you, yeah. you, you hooked up with her, right? How many, how many, right so she, she must be a ball player chaser. How many ball players has she banged, Drew? That's true. And yeah. and it seems like she's hanging around that team. And the, the guy, her, her brother is like mm. at the center of it, which is weird. Yeah. Let, let's talk about him for a second. And, and Ryan Dunn, like, is he a good person? Because it seems like. I don't know. It's like controversial, I guess, but it seems like he doesn't treat his friends very well from what we see. Yeah, or he takes them for granted, right? That's a better way to put it. I yeah. Think. At the same time, though, Drew, does he see through them as, you know, no future, just hanging on to the same old stuff, holding them, holding him back a little bit? Is that what he sees it? Or I don't see, I don't see how they hold him back. He's holding himself back, but maybe he or, sees it that way. Or is he worried like they're riding his coattails? Like once he hits the majors, they're going to come calling for money. Yeah, but they don't seem like those kind of guys. They don't. But yeah. does he feel that? You know, maybe they seem you like know, nice guys to me. He, he seems like the kind of guy that success might get to his head, Drew. Oh, one million percent agree could with he, you. Could he one day become a Van Lieber himself? Yes, I you think know? he's. Can't you he's, see that? He's a Van Lieber waiting to happen. He's yeah. got the he's got the bleach dye in his drawer yeah. next to his nightstand, nightstand, waiting to hit the pros. He's looking for that success that just he's self-sabotaging. But if he ever gets that success, I don't know, he might tip into the dark side, man. I don't know. What do you think of him in his relationship with his with his best friend? Like that guy, the the Brittany, Brittany Murphy's brother. Yeah. I don't know. I, all I think about is that scene near the end where he's giving him that big pep talk where he's like, you know, we, we do these movies and I kind of like, I can kind of see, you know, it's hard to describe where like I can see the scene being shot. I'm not watching the scene. <laughs> You know, like I could like imagine I'm trying to picture the camera. I'm, I'm, sta- yeah. I'm standing behind, behind the, the camera, camera with the director, watching the director shoot the actor. You, do you the scene. there with Michael yeah. Tolan? I'm no expert, but like this is how I see movies now because I, I watch them with such a critical eye. <laughs> he's he's just racing through those lines, isn't he, Drew? On that pep he, talk. Oh, like, I love you, Rye. We've been that one game we missed, not one game. And it's like he's he's just racing through those lines. And like what take was that? Was it one take and done? They, like, they, they ran they out of more daylight. Takes? They they were like, yeah, we're done here. This is Michael Tolan. He's like, yeah, whatever. We got yeah, it. Whatever. That's it's why like, yeah. he's better on TV. He's yeah. used to the TV takes. They got to yeah. shoot it and go. One one take Tolan. One take I, Tolan. I think <laughs> I think they could have they could have got somebody better here. I mm. mean, like this guy. I know it wasn't a big part. You know, and I hate to quote <laughs> Wayne's World too. But no, when, it, when it's appropriate, it's appropriate. I mean, look, look. We went through this on the show before we went here, but 
what if they'd have got somebody like the guy like you can't get you can't get a leading man like you said no but they need somebody else like maybe the guy that's in the bus from road trip that reads <laughs> the, and Meyer the, the books. The, the weed smoker guy. Yeah. Yeah, the pothead yeah. guy. I forget his like, name, but he's like, whatever. Yeah. Who who else would you cast in this role? Like I was thinking like like Shermanator from American Pie. I don't know. Yeah. He's probably it, a better actor than that guy. You, you can't have somebody yeah. who's gonna steal the show. Yeah. Like you can't have a leading man. Like Or even like, or even Kevin from or like the rookie of the year kid. What is his? Michael Michael Ian Thomas or something? Yeah, Michael Ian Thomas. Yeah, like it'd be him. It could he's be him, he's but better than that kid. Yeah. What about like, I don't know, we'd have to go back to like 2001 and look at like the MTV movie Cho- Teen Choice Awards and see mm-hmm. who the who the hot actors were back <laughs> yeah. then. But I they'd, guess, probably, you know, they'd probably be too hot. Like you'll be yeah. getting like freaking Ryan Gosling or something. And I, I think they need Leo DiCaprio. They should have busted into that 70s show and they should have got Hyde. Like he was big enough. Yeah. But mm-hmm. maybe yeah. Topher Grace. If maybe? they're tap if they're tapping into Seventh Heaven, then they can definitely tap into, you know more se- that 70s show stuff for what sure. What about the other dude from 7th Heaven, Barry Watson, like the the brother? <laughs> yeah. They could have used him. Yeah, they could have they just they, they could have doubled up, no problem. The blonde hair guy, David Gallagher. Yeah. Like they got to get they get yeah. those guys. It's so, like that was it was a good speech but just so poorly delivered. What about so speaking of 7th Heaven, I don't there's not really much about Tenley. Tenley by the way. What a, what a what, what a, a name. name. That's a, what name, a name. name and a half here. <laughs> they don't really tell you much about her. But I think we should, before we get into the fathers, let's talk about their relationship here. So Jessica Biel, where does she rank on your, your 90s, 2000s crush Drop, scale? I, I can't, I can't, I don't even know how to say it, Drew. Can you, are we allowed to say, can you She's say it? just, no, well, I mean, I just, it's all complimentary. She's a bombshell, <laughs> Drew. She's a bombshell. And was this her first like like coming out party? Right, I think it was her first big movie like, at the time. Like she did Seventh Heaven, but like you know she was wearing sweaters and she was like you know pretty conservative. And it was a it yeah. was a it was a wasn't it a WB show? This was the jump to yeah. I think, movie stardom and, but and like, like very famous. We see her in like the skimpiest of bikinis in the first scene of this movie, and it's like oh my god. Yeah, I mean you would have crashed your lawnmower too. Yeah, right? sure. <laughs> Can't blame Freddie Prince. <laughs> I, I I just. I'm not seeing these two together, honestly. I don't think they had good chemistry, if I'm being honest. No, they're completely different people, and I don't get that they were even interested in each other other than the fact that she was slumming it. Yeah, like, how did they fall in love? Because, to be completely honest, this movie was... They just were together all of a sudden. I I, I know how they fell in love, Drew. It's very easy. How? She's slumming it. She's trying to make her dad jealous or angry by slumming it with the lawn boy. And the bad boy baseball player. And then he falls in love with her because she's Jessica Beale. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you know, and she's, you know, very wealthy and she looks like that. Now, he doesn't care about the wealth, but like hot girls hitting on you and you're single. What are you doing? What are you going to do? And he seems you're, you're to know her. It. He knew her before because they've been doing the lawns for a long time. So he's probably seen her over the years, right? From a distance. Yes. Her father has been. Yeah. Or, his father has had this lawn contract with with Mr. Tenley or yeah. Mr. Parrish for a long time, so he's sure. he's probably seen her for a while. Yeah, she's summered there more than once. I, what do you think? I mean, we joked about it in the beginning. So she wants to go back to school, be an architect. They don't give you much backstory about her at all. Like you don't really know about her. No, we we only know about her through Ryan Dunn, and then also through her dad. But like her by herself, you know, we don't really know much about her personally. So you mentioned she's slumming it. What are the chances this relationship actually succeeds? I don't know, man. 
let's go through scenarios. So he's a baseball player and yeah. it doesn't work out. And he just like comes back to Cape Cod and takes over the lawn business, the, the Dunn family lawn business. Yeah. Is she really going to be okay with that? Yeah. Is she, she can't summer there in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is she going to spit, is she going to live in Cape Cod year round? No. I mean, I he's going to so. be doing driveways yeah. and stuff, right? I don't think so. Yeah. It's, because as we alluded to in the beginning, as much as she like resents her dad for like trying to shape her future, she also can't live without that money, Drew. We know that it's just all she knows. And it might not even be her fault. Her fault. Exactly. It's just all she knows. Like, would he, what if he decided that it wasn't worth it? Because, yeah. I mean, to be honest, he's got to deal with their family just like she's got to deal with his family. And they mm-hmm. come from very different walks of life. Yeah. Not that, that it can't work. Sure. But that I think he's going to be constantly battling her father. Yeah. So just like looking down on him. Yeah. So, and the, the events of this movie play out, especially the scene where the dad invites him over to the swanky party and he basically tells her, listen, you either break up with my daughter or I'm going to fire your dad and all my rich friends are too. He's not going like, to have any lawns to cut and he's going to be homeless and you're all going to suffer. So it's like the baller of all threats. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the most negative way possible. After that happens, there's no way they can be together unless Tenley estranges herself from her father, which it's, is very unlikely to happen. I mean, if she needs him to go to, like, to go back to college here, then she's not going to. Can that conversation off. exist? And then five years later, he walks her down the aisle no, to marry no. to marry him, to marry they're gonna, Ryan. They're going to elope, if yeah. anything. And then, and then they have to shake hands at the altar. No, oh, that's not going to yeah. happen. He's going to be like muttering under his breath like, yeah, son of a bitch. Like, (laughs) it's not going to happen. It just won't work. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What if Freddie Prince Jr. was kind of like, this isn't worth it. Yeah, because as much as like you think you love each other and it's it's just a summer flanger. They just met each other. Like, he may have knew of her existence, but she didn't know him prior to this summer. Like, really knew him, knew him. What do you think? What do you think they, I mean, look, summer fling, they happen. And I don't think that's a bad thing, I guess. But at the end of the day, I really don't see this. Look, I hate to be on Robert Rand Parrish's side here. But Rand. I think I think, I think, think he kind of had something going when he was like, look, this will be over by, by Labor Day. I mean, we all know so, it. So, listen, when he was given that spiel, he, <laughs> the way he started it was okay. Yeah. We he all know path that it's it a, a summer fling. Do me a favor. She has a bright future ahead of her. Can you co- coerce her into going to the job? Yeah. That's okay. Yes. That's, it's, you know, it's it's disregarding the love, which right. you could say is bad, but at least it's not disrespectful to say, listen, right. I love my daughter. You know, I don't know if you love my daughter or not. You certainly care about her. Yeah. This is a great opportunity for her. Please, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be in the future, but- have her go to, like, tell her to go to San Francisco, please. That would have been fine. Yeah. But he doesn't have an in him, man. He but doesn't he have went, an in him. He went full heel turn. Well, not turn, but like. He, he went scorched d- earth. Yeah, he went scorched earth with, <laughs> you break it off. I'm going to destroy your Or life. I'm going to destroy your, your family's lawn business. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, There's no that, coming back from that. That's scorched earth, man. I mean, look. That that's extreme, and you're right. He look. I think it's time to talk about these guys. We gotta we gotta talk about the fathers. Sure. It's Father's Day weekend. I mean, it's Father's Day weekend, and uh, it's no coincidence that we have a movie here where there are two bad fathers to put through the bad father barometer. <laughs> this has never happened before, where a movie had two bad fathers. 
they're they're both i see i i think it's going to be interesting because we could say who's who's actually bad and who isn't or are they both bad or are they misunderstood yeah like what are what are some of the okay we talked about the bad father barometer a couple weeks ago but what do you consider things that would make them a bad father maybe not specifically each of them but what are like i know we're not going to rate it but what are categories or things that you consider transgressions it's simple there's like uh, first on the list is alcohol abuse is the the father an alcoholic yeah you know, and is that driving the the wedge? And clearly, in most movies, yes, that's the case. Substance, and, substance abuse. Yeah, and it's especially true with Freddie Prinze's father, not so much Tenley's father. Is there adultery or are there good intentions? Yeah. So if, if the dad's cheating on the wife, obviously that's another red flag. But in this case, the wife is dead. And the other dad, as I assume, is asexual. He the wife, had, the wife might be cheating on him. He, he had sex at least once because the daughter exists. But other than that, <laughs> I can't. He? I can't see it. I can't see or it. Or did he? Yeah. Because <laughs> the act- mother was hitting on Freddie <laughs> yeah. Prince Jr. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could see that. You know. Uh, do they care about their kid? Yes or no? I mean, that's you could score them some positive or negative points there. Do they have selfish intentions about their their children? Yeah. Or do they have good intentions? They could just go about it the wrong way. You know, that's something we have to look at. Are they vain and are they obsessed with their own image? Are they this worried that they're you yeah. know, given given the family name a black eye, that whole thing? And are they available, Drew, to the to them to the, what do you mean? To, the to the offspring, either both physically or emotionally? Like like they're offering them fatherly advice? Yeah. So is he physically there? As in like, is this the kind of dad that takes off? Yeah, that's true. For months at a time, if not years, and comes back for five minutes? like we saw in our Angels in the Outfield episode? <laughs> or do we have the dad here, Ryan Dunn's dad, where the guy's physically there, but emotionally he's nowhere to be found, and I, in fact a negatively impacting his that's life. That's true, that is true. Let, let's talk about Ryan Dunn's dad first. What's his name? Scene. I forget his name already. Scene Dunn. Scene Dunn, okay. <laughs> Sean Dunn. Let's talk, about, let's talk about Sean Dunn first, played by Fred Ward from Tremors, as we said. Great, great actor. Great actor. I thought he did a good job, first off. As By the way, this, yeah, like, we spoke about this off air. We, this is a good time to bring it up. There are not a lot of good actors in this movie. No. In, in, in any role. But these two dads actually were the best two actors in this movie. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. I mean, it, it wasn't even close. Like, yeah. I, before I forget to say this, like, Freddie Prince Jr. used maybe one or two lines in some type of, like, New England accent. And then he yeah. just realized he couldn't cut and, it, so he stopped. Yeah. And it was mostly in the scenes with his brother. Yes, the, the brother tried the accent too, so he was probably like, "Oh shit, I got to do Boston." They That's were right, in and, and out of that. And, and you know, one one take Tolan isn't gonna isn't gonna retake for accents. So, <laughs> you, I wish we could go back to the beginning of this this movie. If we ever see this guy again, Michael one take yeah. Tolan, like that's what we're putting in the notes. But yeah. the the father, so Fred Ward's character, Sean Sean Dunn. Um, I want to say Dune, but it's Dunn. But with with Sean Dunn. He he had a reason, I think, for being emotionally distant because his wife just died. He's still and that grieving. was probably tough. Uh, He's here, grieving. Hang on, Drew. I have evidence. You <laughs> know, right. you, you have to watch the whole movie and absorb every line. All right. There is a point in the movie where the brothers are talking about mom. All right. While she was alive and about how, oh, mom used to she was she loved to talk. She was a talker. She'd come home, she'd be making dinner, dad'd come home, sit at the table with a beer. The mom be talking about her day, and dad would just nod off, and mom would just keep talking. It's tired from mowing those lawns, man. So the guy is just getting drunk at the dinner table, 
and falling asleep while the wife's trying to have a conversation with him. So is this guy really a changed hey, man? I bet I bet he wishes she was there now talking about her day. That's yep. for sure. I don't I, know how much different this man is. Is he an a alcoholic lot. in this? Mm. I mean, he's not he's not not an alcoholic. Well, I mean, he's he's holding the business together. That's true. So it's not he's not, he's a functioning alcoholic. True. He's <laughs> he's not adulterous. No. He 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 seems well, he seems to care about his kids. Maybe maybe at the end he does. He cares. He cares, but he, he, cares just he, he doesn't know how to parent. I he don't doesn't. think I don't think he had like you went. I'm going through your list here. Yeah, I think he had good intentions because I think probably what he was trying to do was set up the business so that one of these two guys could take over. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Oasis is owned by his brother or he just works there. I don't know it, either. It it was really hard to tell because he was the only guy attending bar at all. But like, if he owns the bar, that's also a good business. Yeah. So that's not a failure. They talk about the lawn guy and the bar guy being failures. That those are both legitimate businesses, Drew. The Duns are very good. successful. Like, that's that's what I don't understand. They're, like, they're talked about as losers to, by everyone. All movie. One guy's a lawn business. The other guy is a bar. It's great. It's great work. The third guy's a stud pitcher. It's great work. <laughs> Yo, talk about topsy-turvying these guys <laughs> and making them feel like like yeah. less than human. They're getting... Yeah. They have good getting, jobs. They're getting negged. Yeah. They're, We're they're, getting negged. It's it's ridiculous to me that this, this asshole, Rand Parrish, <laughs> like, sorry, I had to say it. This yeah. guy, Rand Parrish, well, I don't even know what the hell he does. They don't even say. They don't tell you anything. This guy could be doing insider trading for all we know. He's, he must be partners with Terry Silver or something. He's he, just he's, good at business. He's good he's at business. Just, he's out there just doing whatever. He He's summering, so clearly he doesn't have to yeah. work in the summer. He's well, an invested millionaire that's, that's probably. That's just the thing, Drew. What happens in Cape Cod is of no concern to a man like Rand. That's true. Because he summers in Cape. If you if you live your life in Cape Cod to this guy, then you're a loser. Doesn't I, matter. Doesn't matter how successful you are. That's true. If you live there... You're not good at business. This this dude, I mean, this guy has no respect. I mean, let's jump to him because, and, and I'm, I'm going to start without even your categories, but just how he treats others. Mm-hmm. The fact that he dumps all over Sean Dunn and the Dunns as a, of a family, like he treats them like, oh, thanks for, for doing my lawn. Oh, don't park your car <laughs> yeah. here. Well, the most disrespectful thing in the movie was not him threatening the job of of ryan dunn's dad it was telling his dad to his face don't park on my driveway your oil stains are getting in my lawn my driveway he's the kind of guy that when he's out to eat when the waiter's done he does this yeah (laughs) you can't see my hand yes yeah snaps the fingers like and then he waves them away like i'm done now get the hell out like Get, get the hell out of here this guy this guy i don't know and he comes across like he wants to be a nice guy but he's not like, mm. you know, you talked about emotionally there. I don't really think he's there for his, his daughter. Like, he just wants her to be no. something that he wants. He's yeah, worried he, about he, his family image. Yeah. He wants his daughter to be an extension of him. And Drew, I have the quote. I have the quote of all quotes where Tenley, unfortunately, got into the photo uh, in the newspaper of oh. the snack shack being burned down, which she had nothing to do with, which, in fact, her boyfriend saved the lives of four yeah. people. That they could have died. They could yeah. all be dead. And then this guy, Rand, has the audacity the next morning at breakfast to tell his daughter, congratulations, your humiliation of this family is now complete. I mean, Imagine on, if man. you heard that shit. This guy, this guy actually, isn't he like the evil senator from, from X-Men, <laughs> but turns into like a mutant yes. or something? Yes, he like is. Like in the original X-Men movie? He looks like a villain to me. And 
I don't know, maybe he's typecast as like a villain or some kind of jerk every time. Like the other transgression that he does too is he becomes, he, he befriends Tenley's ex-boyfriend and oh invites him to golf. Oh my God, Drew. Is that a violation? Such a violation. Can you imagine? Can you Like what the imagine? hell is he doing here? Yeah. She's like, what's he doing here? Yeah. That, like, that mm. is the violation of yeah. all violations. Like this guy, look, Fred Ward or Sean Dunn, whatever we want to call him, mm. he might be a little troubled, but he is no way near as bad of a father as Rand Parrish, in no. my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I hate I hate the stereotypical rich guys, the jerk, but like in this case, it's it definitely fits. And and Dunn's is so we've established that Rand Parrish is a terrible father uh, and, and and an awful human being. <laughs> is 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 Sean Dunn a bad father, or is he just just? I think he's grieving, depressed, he's, and confused. I think he's depressed and, and, and just a little drunk. And, and you know what? Look, maybe maybe he's got his own demons. Like he didn't make it in the in the in the majors like he wanted to. However far he took it, mm. and he lives in Cape Cod where everyone is summering, and he's <laughs> mowing their lawns. Yeah. So he has like an inferior inferiority. He sees complex. everyone's better life than him, and yeah. and that's its own problem because he can't appreciate what he has. He has a successful yeah. business. He's got good kids. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I know his wife died, so that sucks. But he's actually, I think, deep down a good person. And he yeah. kind of comes around in the end, whereas he's a hard, he's a Rand doesn't. Yeah, he's a hardworking man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, man, but I just can't get past, past the scenes where, so so Dunn has the blow up in the one game where, like, he was cruising through four, and then he gives up a grand he slam. melts down, yeah. And then his father, who was drinking at the game, had the cooler with him. Stands up as soon as the guy hits the home run. He kind of chuckles to himself and goes folds home. Folds his chair. <laughs> yeah, folds his chair and goes home. Goes home, waits for Ryan to come home. Ryan walks through the door, and then he just makes fun of his son for blowing the game. He he had had a few yeah. by that point. <laughs> and then and then Dunn is like changing out of his clothes to go meet Tenley, and his dad makes fun of him for going to meet Tenley. She's only dating you because she's trying to get back at her dad. But is he it's like? He's, but is he he's, hitting him up with truth bombs there? Maybe it's like the guy, the kid is just like so depressed. He's about to lose his baseball career, and his dad's just piling on, throwing yeah, flames. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Throw, he's throwing grease on the fire. But but I'll say by the end, he came around and he told him like, "Hey, you know, you're all going to be something. I'm proud uh, yeah, of you." Yeah. You know what though? That seventy five thousand signing bonus is going to help buy some good mowers. Yeah, some <laughs> some mower upgrades. He's, tell yo, you what, is he going to hold him to mowing the lawns even when he's relief pitching for the Phillies? Yeah, you know what like, that that Connolly lawn still on schedule for Thursday. Are they going to fly you back up yeah. here and you, so you can mow that lawn after you're done getting hit off of by Ken Griffey he, Jr.? He'd be on the phone with his son. The son's in the hotel trying to go over the scatter report for the for the Reds, <laughs> and and his dad's telling him, "Listen, boy, so uh, when, when's when's your next day off? Thursday the fifth. So uh, I'm penciling you in for the Connolly lawn Thursday the 5th. You get down here, you do that lawn. (laughs) I mean, that's what it's going to be. Catch the red eye back to Cincinnati where you're starting on Saturday. If if I have to rank the the bad fathers, I'm saying Rand Parrish is is the worst. Sean Dunn is not as bad, but he's still not good. He's got his moments, but 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 Sean Sean's redeemable. Sean he's got he got some stuff to work through, but there are there are signs. He he saw the error of his ways. Rand Parrish just got off threatening somebody's business, and (laughs) who knows? Look, if he's going to do that over somebody dating his daughter, what kind of stuff would he do in his actual business? How do you think he made his money? 
Can I can I can I extrapolate this a little yes, bit, please? Please. So let's get back to the the threatening of the father's business. So yeah, he he a says business. he says, well, you know, I'd hate for something bad to happen. Like you know, me and my associates will have to look at our contract. It's like a mafia boss. Can you? But here's the thing. So uh, say you're an associate of Rand, right? You're his friend down the street on Shore Avenue. Are you gonna? And you think that Ryan Dunn does fantastic yeah, lawn work I know and at great prices. <laughs> Best deal in the Cape for lawn business. <laughs> because this rich asshole says, yeah, this guy's banging my daughter, so can you please fire him? It's like, no. No, Rand, he does great work. I don't care who, he, who his, his son dates. Yeah. He just doesn't have that kind of pool. You see the way he stripes my lawn? Yeah. No, hell, you're right. Hell no. His, I mean, who does friend, this guy his, think he yeah, is? His friends are not going to fire the Duns because the son and the daughter are, are like, they don't care about that. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Dunn does good work. Sean Dunn's only problem is not thinking more of himself. He should be charging yeah. more. Yeah. He should have raised the price on the he guy. Needs to real, he needs to reevaluate those he margins. He needs to play economics here, you man. Know, He's what, economic shanks, sanctions on him. One day... He'll own the house on Shore yeah. Avenue if he raises those prices. <laughs> that's 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 what he needs to he'll, do. The, the irony is he'll still be mowing other people's lawns, but he'll be paying someone else to mow his lawn. To mow his own. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. He just likes it for fun. No, yeah. I, I think if you had to rank these two, Rand is clearly the villain of this. He might even be the villain of the movie, to be honest. Like, I'm not yeah. going to villain scale him. But Sean Dunn is definitely redeemable. Yeah. And, you know, to close out the bad father barometer here for Father's Day... I I'd say Sean or Rand Parrish is not even redeemable at all. No, he's he's total scumbag. And yeah, him him befriending the ex boyfriend is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh that's, my! I mean, that's like that's villainous. Oh, in my man. opinion. He like, whoa, we like to golf. Can you imagine if your mom yep. invited one of your ex girlfriends that you not okay? Yeah, just for dinner. Like, yeah. oh, well, we she like to, to hang cook. out. She likes to cook. <laughs> oh, I invite her over. She likes to, you know, we're going to play cards. That's, that's, that might even be more no of a way. violation than threatening the lawn care yeah. business, to be honest. You would be so mad at your mom if she yeah, exactly. did that. And she would never do that, by I'd the way. I'd go date the lawn girl. That's she what I'd have never. to do. Yeah, you'd have to go slumming it. You'd have to go slumming it. <laughs> I, I know we said we wouldn't talk more baseball, but we're at the end of this thing, relatively at the end. And we got we to gotta address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Walking off the mound... Of a no hitter, <laughs> like the, I gotta give our friend Ty, friend of our a friend of our our show and friend in life. He, he asked me this question when we were talking about doing this movie. What type of life event would you walk off the mound for for mm. a no hitter? <laughs> like, what would it take for you to do that? Because there's not know. much, right? There's and this so, guy's got scouts. There's only so little things that happen like spontaneously to where. The situation will come up where it's like, I can't do this that day. I have a game. So if I have a game, then I'm not going here. I'm not going there. Yeah. So Tenley catching a flight out of the blue to San Francisco is such an event where, you know, it's now or never kind of thing. So let me ask you, if he would have just finished that that yeah. perfect game, no hit or whatever it may be. And then Tenley flew to San Francisco, and he took the next flight to San Francisco yeah. and met her there. Isn't that the same thing, or is it, it more? Is. is it more romantic to to leave the game? I guess leaving the game is a grand gesture. It's a grand well, gesture. It's a grand gesture, but I don't think it was going to impress her. She like, she has no idea what a no hitter is. She doesn't as care. She, she said it in the movie. She doesn't know what a no hitter is. So because it he left matter. it is of no consequence to her. 
What maybe a grander gesture is paying the money to go on a flight and go yeah. f- go fly she, after her. She gets money, Drew. That's the thing. Uh, or or does she get money? No, she doesn't get it. Actually, she doesn't. <laughs> She'd be like, "Oh, did you get? Did you use your frequent yeah. flyer? Did they upgrade you to yeah. first class? Like, what? Yeah. What would mm-hmm. you know? Did you fly first class out here? Like, yeah. she wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. But I but I don't understand. Like, you know, for me, like, let's say somebody dies in your family, are you going to walk off the mound for a death? Maybe you, you probably still finish the game. Brett Favre threw six touchdown yeah, after passes after his dad died. After his dad died. That's so. I mean, that's like yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these sports guys, for better or worse, they'll play they'll play NFL games and miss the birth of their son or daughter. Yeah, you know these Let's things say, happen. Maybe it's because it's some type of summer league and it's not like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, but this guy's got the Phillies scout there looking at him, trying to sign him to a team. He's yeah. got all these people, and he wasn't even supposed to start this game. They got rid of Van Lemer. This was like a big deal. The fact that he yeah. was at this game and the fact that he's hitting a no hitter. They said that he was going to get crushed, and he didn't. He was killing it. Mm-hmm. But she already showed up at the game already. Yeah. So I don't know that, I don't know. I think the grander gesture would have been flying out there to well, meet her. If she really loved him, then, you know, she probably, she could have, couldn't she take a flight the next day? Yeah. Couldn't she just wait? Yeah. Wait a day. That's that's what I'm, that's what I mean before, right? This yeah. this relationship is doomed. It's not yeah. going to work. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to work because she doesn't mm-hmm. get baseball Yeah, and he doesn't get her yeah. life. It's not like they had a fight, so it's like she could have definitely supported him and just gone the next day. Like, why is she it, taking a red eye? Why is she taking a red eye to San Francisco? It's her dad. Her dad, yeah. Rand. You got her on well, that. Get, get uh, your ass on I, this plane. I wanted to leave tomorrow, but my dad paid for the plane tickets. You know how that goes. Like, I can't pay for my own tickets. She can't pay the difference. She can't. I don't have my own bank account. It's my dad's <laughs> bank account. It's my dad's credit card. That's uh, this relationship is doomed, man. It's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, come on. So that so then that takes us to to the next part, right? This is the end. We'll wrap it up with this. They show what happens to this guy. He he's he's getting recruited by this like I guess this is what people outside of Pennsylvania think of people from Pennsylvania. Maybe. Dr. Cox from from mm. uh what's it from called? Scrubs. From Scrubs. Scrubs. He's like trying to recruit this guy. He makes it into the Phillies minor league system, or he's mm-hmm. he's there, and he gets called up. And they're showing this in a post credit scene. Great I guess they're scene. still together. I don't know. I, we don't really know, but it was like his family was, was she, in the bar. Was she in the bar? I don't remember, and this is really bad. I don't know if she was or not, but like, why is she? Well, she summers in the Cape, so she, she would be. At, she would be at the Oasis. Wouldn't she go to the game though? He got called up. It's a big deal. She so, gonna fly to Cincinnati? Is she really? She should. I mean, hey, she. Well, Rand wasn't going to pay for it, so that's well, well, well. Let's well, let's break it down here. So, the fact that he made it to the majors means, and he was signed by the Phillies at the end of the season yeah. by a Scrubs doctor, which means that he goes to Clearwater. And you know, Tenley's not going to live in Clearwater. We know yeah. that. You know, it's just not going to happen. And if he's successful enough, which he was, because he made it to the majors, he would have been to Double A. Where's the Double A, Drew? Yeah. It's in Reading. Reading, Reading, Pen- Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading, Pennsylvania. Is Tenley going to live in Reading, Pennsylvania? No, hell no. <laughs> After Reading, Pennsylvania, what's next? Well, now Allentown, it's now it's Lehigh Valley, but back then it was Scranton, Wilkesbury. Yeah, that's true. Scranton. Is she going to live in Scranton? No. Reading hell was no. bad enough. She's going to live in Scranton now? No, hell sorry. no. I'm sorry, Katie, if you're listening, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, but, but Tenley, Tenley's not going there. Yeah. She, she won't even be seen there. Yeah. They don't so, even say where they came from. So, I'm assuming she's in Boston. So let's break it down. Let's break it down. They only knew each other for like two, three months max, right? For yeah. the summer. Then for her to be a baseball wife, for lack of a better term, 
They're never going to see each other. And she's clearly a career-driven woman. Like, she's not going to settle for, oh, my husband makes $5 million a year playing for the Phillies, so I don't have to work anymore. That's not her. She wanted to work. She wants to be an architect. She wants to work. Yeah, she wants to be an architect. So she's going to have her career. She's going to be super busy. He's going to be traveling all over the country for nine months out of the year, every year. They didn't have time to build a relationship. It, It, by definition, was a fling. Let me tell you, Rand was onto something here. Yeah, he knew. Should, he should have shut down that lawn business, man. Should we go she back to the barometer? Was he that bad? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He, he, he was. But, he, his intentions were bad, but yeah, he, or he, he all of it was bad, right? But he yeah. knew. He knew what we all yeah. knew. He went he, about it the he wrong knew, way. He knew, but the way he went about it was awful. It was yes. so bad. It yeah. was not the ends yeah. justify the means. Mm. It, it was the means were bad, but the ends yeah. were correct. He knew, man, and and let me tell you, like it just wasn't going to work, and and I don't know, this ending of it proves it to me. It just proves it. Do you think yep. he lasts in the majors? What do you think? Uh, no, I think he, <laughs> he doesn't have the mental capacity. I mean, was this like he got creamed by Ken Griffey Jr., which as anybody would, right? Yeah. He's a he's a person so, from the minors gets pulled up. So I I appreciate that because. This is the way things work. You get called up to the majors. Usually it's in the middle at the end of the season, middle to the end of the season. If you look at the score of the game, the Phillies were down by three when he was put into the game. It was the seventh or eighth inning. So, you know, they're going to give him a shot to go in there in a low pressure situation. He can't lose the game for them. They're already losing. He's a lefty. Griffey's a lefty, lefty, lefty situation. Yeah. Let him get the nerves out. Let him pitch. And then he'll be more confident for his next appearance. If it's so, there yeah, or not. If it's there. So then he'll play relief ball for the rest of the year and then maybe spring training next year, they'll throw him in there as a starter and they'll work him out. That's usually how these things work. I, I thought it was cool and and you know, I mean we grew up in this area, so and I've been to a bunch of Phillies games, especially back then, to see all the names on the scoreboard. Oh, like yeah, Michael Lieberthal, classic like team. Brayu. It was a classic team with a Brayu and Lieberthal and, and, and Jimmy Rollins and Scott Jimmy Rollins. I yeah. mean was uh, also Doug Landville. Doug, Doug Glanville, Glanville was on there. Yep. Man, I'm pretty sure I had like a Doug Glanville bobblehead or something yeah. from going to one of the games. It's, Love Doug Glanville. It's crazy. Yeah. Like it was just brought me back. I don't know. I I mentioned it earlier and maybe the last thing that I'll, I'll say to you, but like the Dr. Cox thing was just, it was like offensive to me because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like this, they made him into this like, like guy that, I don't know. It just was weird. Like the question, you, the, said, you said this at the board, like, did they ask him to do that? Did they ask him to act that yeah. way? Or was he just bored I, as hell? I feel like, I feel like this dude just like made up a character in his, on his own. Cause he was bored. <laughs> yeah, like the he's, he's like, what's my motivation as this scout? Like he's saying this to himself internally. I'm going to make up. He's from Mississippi and now he's hired by the Phillies and I'm going to have this weird Southern accent. I know you got more than that, son. Yeah, the best accent of the whole movie. <laughs> How do we like to sign you $50,000? 75 would do it? It was so weird to me. It was so yeah. out of place. It made, it didn't yeah. need to be. It just didn't need to be. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, so weird mm-hmm. to me. It just stood out like it was unnecessary. Yeah. And it, no, I just we, think he was bored. So we, we've we grown up towards the Philly area. Um, yeah. You know, we're north of Philadelphia. But like we're in the city portion of Pennsylvania. Yeah. But most of Pennsylvania is country. So when we see Pennsylvanians portrayed as backwoods, redneck country bumpkins, 
it, it's offensive to us because there's more to Pennsylvania than that. Yeah, and it's and yeah. it's offensive to the the, the rest of the to state the, too. Yeah, because yeah. not everybody's like that. They, like, they call it Pennsylvania, that whole thing. Yeah, it's like that's not how it is. But like it, yeah. a lot of a lot of media portrays it as that. The the accent that I am more used to is the Delco one. The yeah. go home, go, go home. home. The mayor of yeah. East, East Town. Yeah. Oh, get some water. Yeah, like that's that, that's the accent that we yeah. know. The Philly, like yeah. outside of Philly accent. Right. That's that's our accent, right? right? So, I mean, so I understand why you're sensitive to this this topic. It I was just too. weird to me. Yeah. It just seemed so out of place. Like yeah. it was so odd that this mm-hmm. guy is like. It's just very bizarre. It's like me. it's like if it if this were a Texas thing, like would that guy have a cowboy hat and yeehaw yeah. all over the place? It's like the same thing. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let let let's wrap this up. And I, and I guess I'll I'll ask you this, and I'm just going to ask you very bluntly: mm-hmm. Was this a good movie? No, but I watch it every year. It's like yeah. a ten. Out, it's ten out of ten. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> it's not good at I've all. I've probably watched this movie every summer for like the last decade. It's and not. I don't. Good. I don't even. I don't even mean to. It just I happen to come across it, and it's, I watch the whole thing. It's not good, and like, yeah. but I enjoyed it, and yeah. it's, it's bad. It's probably one of his worst movies, Freddie yeah. Prince Jr. Like he's bad in it. He's, yeah. So he's really bad in this. It's like there's there's nothing good about it, but it's such an easy watch. There's there's low stakes. It's got Jessica Biel in it. Yeah. It's funny to watch him drop the accent. You know? <laughs> if you never even started yeah. it. It's like yeah. he added it for one scene. Yeah. And the and the two dads are the two the two dads are just like for most of the movie so awful that it's entertaining. It's it, oh my god, Rand. Oh yeah, I agree with you. It's not good. And and yeah. I watch it every year too, or whenever I do. If it's on, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. I it's wasn't a stop. bored. Yeah, if it's on TV, it's a channel stopper for me, and I don't know why. Because it's not a good movie. I'll admit it, but yeah. I don't know why I like it. But I like it. I'm glad that we did it, and yeah. you know, it's Father's Day here. Happy Father's yeah. Day to all Happy the dads Father's out Day there. to you. you yeah, thank you. You're you're a dad. Ha- Happy Father's Day yeah. to all the fellow fathers out there. You know, hopefully you guys don't fall on the father. Stay <laughs> off the barometer. barometer. Drew is Drew is definitely not on the barometer. I'm teetering, you know. I'm He's not on the barometer. <laughs> but you know, Happy Father's Day, and I'm glad that we were able to come back two weeks in a row. I give a shout out to Chris again. Chris, thank thanks you, Chris. for guest spotting last week. You did a great and job. Thank you. You know, hopefully people enjoyed that kind of episode. We're going to try to do some more bonuses coming up here. Maybe we'll do some other creative things, have some more guests in the future. But if you guys enjoyed that one, definitely write in, let us know. If you like this episode, let us know. The Last Road Podcast at gmail.com. Go to the website. There's a contact form, thelastroadpodcast.com. Leave a comment on this episode's page. Twitter at The Last Road Pod. Facebook.com slash The Last Road Pod. Instagram, Spotify. If you love the show, consider leaving us a review. Thanks to everybody that did so. And we'll see you guys next Thursday, July 1st. We're off cycle here, but we're going to we're gonna be back in, in two weeks. July 1st. So we'll see you guys later. See On ya. that note, see you. So one thing we didn't talk about was the, the I think it's the last line of the movie <laughs> where, where Tenley goes, let's be together. <laughs> That's another one take, one take talent or whatever the hell yeah. the guy's name one, is. One, one take Tolan. One Tolan. take Tolan. Mike Tolan. That line was delivered uh, so cringy. Oh my the, God. The acting in this movie was bad. I mean, this guy's TV quality director is yeah. what it is. And, and not like Emmy award winning TV, like, no. like HBO TV. Look at him, man. He created all that. It's a skit show. It doesn't it's, matter if they make mistakes. They're in and out to the next scene in two minutes. Well, and, and CW, right? Like, CW level acting, right? On Tree Hill, all these other things. That's, that's this guy's. Let's be together, Drew. You've got a TV.